Anyway, he's still thinking right ball. now. What about uh, just every ten minutes I just go Yugi Boy, and then by the end of it it just becomes so exaggerated that I'm just like. I'll tell you my answer, Yugi Boy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's Sam the Bomb, of course. Every week, Sam the Bomb is here. And with me, as always, is Danny. Hello, hello, hello. And Nick. The only thing all humans are equal in is death. <laughs> Who said that? Well, you'll find out. I'll say it later. Oh, okay. It's on my <laughs> list. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> hey. Today on Anime Summit Podcast, we're going to go through our favorite villains. We each picked five villains that we like a lot or hate a lot, depending on how you shunna that in your mind, you know, whatever. And that's going to be great. We're going to talk about We did an episode a while, like last year, I think. We did an episode called What Makes a Good Villain, you know? And did we? we? Kind of, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, th- that, that was more so like just discussing like, oh, like, you know, what, what do you guys look for? Like in a villain, what do you? What makes you like a villain? Whatever. And this episode, we're actually just talking about our favorite ones. So like this was actually like when we came up with this topic a little bit ago. It's a very original topic, might I add? Yeah, super original. <laughs> we came Top, up with a it. list topic. We came up. We came. We up did with invent it. it. Actually, we invented it. Prove us wrong. Shut up. <laughs> oh uh, but me and Danny <laughs> were like trying to like talk about it today a little bit earlier in the day today. And she was like, this is really hard. I don't know who to put. And I'm like, fuck. And there was, like, a lot of people that I wanted to put. But, like, I hadn't seen the show in, like, yeah, a super long time. So I was kind of like, eh. Like, that Or, won't. like, certain character, like, villains that you think are cool. But you haven't even That's seen the show yet. That's why you watch YouTube videos. <laughs> Just watch YouTube videos to get Yeah, no, I actually, I actually did watch some. And some, a couple of the ones on my list were reminded of me because of, like, um... Bob Samurai, especially. Um, yeah, Alexander and Super Eye Patch Wolf and a couple other people. Yeah, do some Bob, good, and Mr. Bob's, Cynical, he does good videos. I, on I love Bob Samurai's like videos, and I love Super Eye Patch Wolf's videos for sure. So that was really that was you know shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. But anyway, yeah, we're gonna do that, and then maybe you can tell us later after you listen to this episode what kind of villains you like. But anyway, I'm gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Oh yeah, we're back. And uh, check that out for me, okay? And uh, <laughs> links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Patreon.com/animesummit. Become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings. And we got more exclusive stuff coming down the line. Wait, like uh, chicken wings or like angel wings? <laughs> no, like the barbecue, like the honey barbecue. With oh, okay. The, yeah. <laughs> or like Red Bull wings, I guess. Yeah, like originally that's what I thought it was. But Please then sponsor when- us, Red Bull. That's what I thought, right? But then when 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 Sen became a patron and the wings actually came, they were honey barbecue wings with like blue cheese, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's classic. That's good. I was like, that's yeah, that's fine. Like I thought, like I- I'm not a fan of like garlic parmesan, whatever the fuck they are. Like just give me buffalo or honey or honey barbecue or barbecue or even hot barbecue. You don't need to give me your fancy quote unquote Asian zing or whatever it is the hell you call it that's my buffalo wild wings rant (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, so <laughs> would it be correct to call it Oriental Zing? I don't even know, dude. Like, is Oriental even like an offensive word? I don't know. It's offensive when you call a person Oriental because it describes an object. Really? But a wing is an object, right? As an as an Asian like Oriental person, rug, Oriental rugs, right? As an Asian person, I legit don't know. Like right, googling <laughs> like, it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I guess that's yeah, probably guess slightly I, offensive. I <laughs> guess I yeah, no, I guess what you said makes sense though. I would love to be educated on that because I am Oriental a, rugs, not people, by NPR. <laughs> yeah, no, for <laughs> real. Google. That that makes sense what you say though. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask my dad. How about that? Anyway, <laughs> just call him an Oriental and see how he reacts. <laughs> He probably won't. He probably won't even care. He'll probably be like, "Son, I know. Okay, you don't need to tell me. I know." I talked to him a little bit. Today. He's, he's, we're talking about my car, and he was like, "Son, that's be, you drive. You do to drive. You know, you drive. You drive to work. That's it." I'm like, "I'm not going to work right now." Like, that's like. He's like, "Oh, okay. Don't worry then." I'm like, "No, my car is breaking down." Like. <laughs> I need, I need a new one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, dude, my dad's so funny. Dude. Um, if you ever want to hear a podcast with my dad, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Please do that. I want to listen to that. <laughs> you have to. So I was like, I forgot the name of the character. Son, you have to put attention. <laughs> don't put attention, dude. Do my dad watched anime, I think. I think he. I think the only. No, he watched a lot of. In Thailand, Tokusatsu was big. So that's what he watched a lot as a kid. He probably anyway, saw like, super old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get to the listener question of the week, and then we'll get right into our business uh, with Waifu and his bando, and then we'll get it on, get it on, get it on. Uh, the question of this week comes from Patron Sen. Shout out to Sen. Sen is hilarious. I laugh every time. Anytime they type anything in the Discord, I'm probably going to laugh. Like, they're just so fucking funny. It's my favorite uh, person to pick on in Discord. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. It just, <laughs> it just are. Um. Uh. Their question is, if you could only watch one anime director's work for the rest of your life, whomst would it be? They typed out whomst did, with a lot of apostrophes. All right, any director, everybody. Danny, you go first. Um. Did I put? Oh, um, I would probably pick Watanabe. Shinichiro be- Watanabe. Yeah. Just, I mean, I love Carolyn Tuesday, and Cowboy Bebop is a classic. I like how the first one you went to is Carolyn Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Hell yeah. I mean, I really liked that one. I know that's his most recent. First, yeah, that's his most recent one. Though. Most recent, yeah. Yeah. Nick, God. Anyway, what about you, Nick? That's a good <laughs> fucking choice, actually. It is a good choice, yeah. Fuck! I should have picked it. All right. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Pizza to it, ha ha! I'm going chalk. Hideyakiano. Actually, we're all going chalk because they're all just popular directors. I'm going chalk. <laughs> Hideyakiano. He did uh, Evangelion and Gunbuster and a few other things. Some of my favorite Not. shows. Oh, he also did uh, Wings of Honeyames. Or he, well, it was more an animation director, but uh, yeah, there you go. Nadia, Secret of the Blue Water. Oh, and um, uh, his and her circumstances. Okay, so, I gotta watch that one. So, really quick, before I say mine, has anyone seen Nadia, Secret of the Blue Water? No. Isn't it supposed to be like really bad? Because I watched it as a kid. No, 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 no. Okay. Anime World Order did a whole episode on this. They explained it. 
basically, yeah. Like Everyone first, take a shot. Nick said anime world anime order. Anime world order. Everybody take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> they, like the first, I think, half of the show was, it went normally. And then Ano had to go back and like write the ending or finish the ending somehow. So they, got, they just like brought on a backup guy to, to fucking like add filler. So what you can do with that show is like, just look it up online. I forgot the episodes, but you can basically just watch a summary. Like the and the funny part is like the last episode of the filler arc is a summary of that arc. So just fucking skip it and, and watch the ending. So it, it's like good beginning, bad middle portion, and then good ending. Oh okay. Basically. I remember. I I remember watching like the first two VHSs like in sub when I was a kid, and the opening song is like. One of my favorite anime songs, dude. That's ever. so catchy. It's so good. Yeah. Especially um, anyway, the first note. Yeah, no, the first note, dude. I would, I would probably just pick Imaishi because I love. What's Imaishi. his first name? Uh, Hi- Hiroyuki. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He did Luluko, Kill a Kill, Panty and Stocking, Gurren Lagann, uh, Dead, Dead Leaves, Leaves, and Promare. He was also an animation director on Fully Cooly, but we're just talking about directors. I know sons are said directors, but. Yeah, and they were also they also directed some of Black Rock Shooter, which is I love Black Rock Shooter, so I would watch that shit all fucking day. I'm gonna do that meme where it's like, oh, are you still gonna watch rewatch Kill a Kill like even when you're 59 years old, and it's gonna be Heck that yeah. the video, it's gonna be the video of that guy. He goes to this day, <laughs> <laughs> to this day, double cheeked um, up, double cheeked up. I don't know why I thought of that. Ass out. Double chain on a Tuesday. Uh, let's get into Waifu and his bando. Of course, both our Waifu and his bando are villains. Okay. Uh, waifu is uh, Nui Harime from Kill a Kill. Uh, she is the the wielder of the other half with a scissor blade. And she's like a, a crazy tailor, pretty much. Beethoven and is her theme song, I think. Be- Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven. And uh, his bando is Maximilian Pegasus because, you know, he can see right through your cards, Yugi boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody chime in. Who thinks Pegasus should have been the waifu? So stupid. He's got long hair. (laughs) He's pretty like a girl. (laughs) He's flamboyant. You are the only one that wants that. You are the only one that wants that. Nick is just mad because he can see right through. Nick is just mad because he can see right through his cards. God, who's gonna be the? We need like a baldy, baldy. Anyway, he's still thinking right bald. now. What about uh, just every ten minutes, I just go Yugi boy, and then by the end of it, it just becomes so exaggerated that I'm just like, Yugi boy. I tell you my answer, Yugi boy. Who's who's your who's your favorite card player, Yugi boy? Oh my Shit. god. <laughs> okay. I'm <Do> done. <laughs> when when game stores start opening back up again, like whenever that is, um, and we start playing like I'm gonna start playing like Pokemon or something or Yu Gi Oh or some shit again, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna do that. I'm just gonna be like <laughs> Okay, Yu Gi Boy. Anyway. Also, why um, didn't we pick Ragyo Kiryu in? For the waifu? Yeah, bullshit. actually why didn't we? Yeah. Alright, changing it. Last minute. <laughs> yeah, Ragyo Kiryu in his She fuck. has the best theme song, dude. Blumenkratz? Oh, nut. 
every time. I should time. put her on my list, actually. I think I, there, there was a reason I didn't, I think. I don't remember. Because you're a bitch. We can talk about honorable mentions at the end, each of our honorable mentions at the end. But we'll just go down the list. I'm first, it looks <laughs> so like. I'm reading your list. <laughs> what? <laughs> your number one, the title for your number one. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, I, 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 so my criteria, so we'll go Sam, Nick, and Danny. And we'll start from our number five and then go up. But my criteria was like, how much do I hate him? How much do I love him as a villain because I hate him? Like their motives and how much I want to bang him. And my number one, I don't ne- I don't necessarily want to bang. But my number one is just like That'd that. That'd be kind of complicated. Yeah, my number one is just that that vile of a of a of a of a thing that I'm just of like, a bad okay. guy. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, at least nobody picked. Look, spoilers. At least nobody picked fucking Gurren Lagan villain or some bullshit like that. All right. Fuck well, that. Villain. I haven't seen Gurren Lagan, so I, I can't. It's a great show, say. but the villain is like, <clears throat> I'm the spiral. I'm a fucking abstract thing. <laughs> Sorry, not a cool <laughs> villain. <laughs> yeah. See, if you're not on the level of. Of like your your villain line delivery as Yugi Boy, then you're not a good villain. Yeah, dude, <laughs> flamboyant. I really wanted to pick Pegasus or Kaiba as a villain, but we already kind of did uh, Kaiba in the SmackDown. Ba- the SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to overdo it, um, but Plus, dude, Kaiba's flamboyant. Really, I mean, Kaiba's a good guy. He's you like, could be like, like the Joker type, you know, just like way over the top. I love that the, shit. The Joker, yeah, dude. Shout out to Heath Ledger. That said, um, all of mine are intellectual picks, so. Shout out to Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix and not Jared Leto, by the way. Uh, So my number five is actually. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody agrees with that song. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's like. I'm going to get damage tattooed on my forehead. That's a universal thing. Yeah, that's not even that's not even news. Anyway, um, my number five, I picked Dobby because from My Hero Academia. Oh, we're already starting. Wait, we got to We got to explain the difference between an antihero and a villain. Oh, I thought we were doing that later. Oh, no, do it now. Sorry. Yeah. Because some of these characters are a little bit straddling the line. And, like, so basically, antiheroes are. It's kind of like Loki from the the Avengers, or. uh, It's like a monster that's on our side, basically. They don't have as many moral scruples, but they're fighting for the good guys. And then a villain, obviously, is just like they have evil actions. And they move the plot. <laughs> they help move the plot forward. So right. Um, and they, you know, they do things that are detrimental to other people or society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could say kind of Vegeta started out as a villain, then became an antihero, then became yeah, a good yeah. guy. Uh, he kind of went through all three. Best character there. in Dragon Ball. Android eighteen kind of went through that too. Android eighteen straight up was like villain to good guy because she boned Krillin right after. Instagram yep. model too. Instagram model. Instagram that joint. <clears throat> or I gotta Venom. post a picture of my Android 18 poster. Oh, dude, you have so a poster. So fucking Android. sick. Damn it, dude. I want a figure of Android 18. Damn it, I should have put Android 18. Anyway. I, I wouldn't trust myself with a figure of that. <laughs> oh, ew. <laughs> ew. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Just drenched, anyway. dude. <laughs> so yeah, those are th- some of the, some of the characters that that we have here are kind of straight in the line. I think more so Nick and Danny have those, but um, number five for me, I put Dobby from My Hero. Um, Not from Harry Potter. I hate you. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> like, <laughs> Harry Potter. 
is presented Dobby with a sock. With a sock. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, Dobby from Hate Best, oh my best, God. best villain. <laughs> We're done. Done recording. That's it. This is the best villain. Uh, no. That's, on, that's the best. That's the best part of that book is when he puts the sock in the the book or whatever. Um, <sighs> he gave Dobby the crusty sock too. So yeah, I'm crying. That was funny. And then Lucius Malfoy's like, "You son of a bitch!" Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> scared Potter. Scared Potter. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. Dude, the best part of Harry Potter was like the first four books. Prove me wrong. I don't care about themes. Nah, Fuck themes, dude. Okay, it's, the Half Blood Prince is really good. I know. They're, I know they're better written. Yeah. I don't give a shit, dude. I want it to be magical. I want it to be magical. Whimsical. Um, Where's the fucking pod racing? I mean, broomstick wielding, whatever you call it. They had the. Well, they had the. Grip, the what's the Quidditch? ball called? Quidditch. They had the, they had the Quidditch games where they, pl- they played against other wizarding schools from other. Countries. Anyway, this is now a Harry Potter podcast. Anyway, Snape Voldemort, is best Voldemort's boy. your number four, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> Come to die. <laughs> Such good acting from that dude. Okay, anyway, so, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> I should have stretched before I stood up. <laughs> Yo, we, we we fucked up. We fucked up real bad. Anyway, no, <laughs> don't feed Nagini. She's already eaten. <laughs> what? She's already eaten. <laughs> Stop it no more. <laughs> Everybody oh check God. out binge mode Harry Potter. Great Harry Potter podcast. There you All go. Right. <laughs> All right. God. Anyway. Uh <laughs> fucking Nick. Dude. Um, no, I, I picked Dobby as my number five because I was gonna put Stain, but then I was like But he like gets he gets like he gets he's not a really He's a he's a big deal for a little bit, but it's it's very little. And Dobby being inspired by Stain, I thought was was a closer thing. And he's gonna be a bigger character later in the series, and he's a big character like right now. So like, and plus I love his look, I love his design. He's very much like he he wants to carry the ideals of Stain, which is like Stain is one of those villains where he's like. He's doing this he's doing this thing because he thinks heroes are fake. Like any hero that like uh you know becomes a hero for money, he thinks is fake shit. He's like, "Nah, that's fucking fake and I'm going to kill all you." So he does crimes for that belief. You can call him a villain because of that cuz he's killing people, but like and that's what Dobby is. And Dobby is really fucking cool and his quirk is to like control a blue flame, which is badass. And, uh, 
Plus, he's just, even though he looks like, you know, he's got, like, stitched on, burnt skin on him, he's very hot, very sexy. Is I he wouldn't. the guy? He's not the guy with the hand on his face, is he? No, that's Hand Face Johnson. Oh, who's the guy who controls the little girl? That's Overhaul. Fuck, dude, there's so many. Okay. Yeah, Overhaul, I was thinking about putting Overhaul, too, because he's fucked up. But, like, um, I just wanted to put Dobby, because I love Dobby. I really love Dobby a lot. But Overhaul's good, too. I might, I might mention, the honorable mention, honorable mention. But anyway. Dobby loves you. That's my number <laughs> five. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> That's my number five, Nick. So you do. Oh, what what order are we going in? My next. Sam, Nick, right. Danny, S and D. All right. I was gonna. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. My, <laughs> my, my number five is Yoshiaki Kira from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four: Diamond Is Unbreakable. And um, so Kira is like this really. He 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 kind of exemplifies the mundane, and he's a little bit flamboyant. I had to get. I wanted to get a, a really flamboyant villain in my list, but I, it ended up not being like that. <laughs> um, so Akira's the closest one I got. Uh, so yeah, he, he's basically just, he just wants to live an ordinary life. I think his motto is like he wants to get, I think, third place or second place at all times so that he's always doing well, but like not in the limelight. And he lives in this small town called Morio, and there's not much going on other than him like murdering people on occasion because he has like a fetish for women's hands. And he needs to get a fresh hand every every once in a while so it doesn't rot and the smell doesn't distract people. And that, Wait, that's so what he wants he to do. Just, off, he wants to live his life, okay? He cuts off women's hands just yeah. to keep them. And he talks to them and pets them and puts them in a, in a lunch bag. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, like, it, and he has a really cool stand. I forgot the name of it. It's, like, uh, it basically... It, it has to do with like time and exploding. Bo- oh, it's a uh, Killer Queen. God damn it, I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, like, uh, like yeah, like the band Queen. Yeah, and it has like t- it has like two different modes, but basically it can. Uh, at, at one point, he's able to to um, alter time. I think. But anyway, yeah. So so Akira is uh, he, he's a really cool JoJo villain because he feels very human. He he's unlike Dio. He's not just fucking pure evil like. He actually kind of wants to live in society, and he's just trying to basically defend himself from the from the Joe Star Gang and and all of those people. And um, you know, it's it's really it's it's a really quirky uh, show, uh, part four with Kira. So that's kind of why I picked him. He's he feels a little bit relatable, but he's a little bit of a murderer. So you know. <laughs> yeah, like he's just. He's one of those serial killers. He's got no like real motive or nothing like that. He's just like he doesn't have any grand schemes. He just is doing it for the the because that's his life and that's what he does. And it's like that's fucked up in itself. It's like jeez, man. Yeah, down. his his stand is really cool though. Like it it can it can basically like blow things up. Killer Queen. It's like I those it's had, like those uh, bomb chews from. Uh, Zelda, I think. Bomb shoes. <laughs> it's kind of. It's a little <laughs> bit like that. That's the best part of JoJo's. All the stands, like they're just. They think of such creative ideas. Like the one of the characters, the the mangaka in part four, can write people's like script in their brain to tell them what to do. He like opens the page of their of their face. <laughs> like it's crazy. But yeah, Kira Kira is really cool. He he kind of drives that most of that uh, of that portion of JoJo. Oh, he's got a second stand that he gets later. 
Okay. Yeah, that's, that's why his, his stand like kind of evolves or he gets like a second one. It's been a while since I watched it. He gets a third one and the, the third one's called Bites the Dust. Oh yeah, Bites the Dust. I think that's the one that changes time. That's so sick. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz cuz all of the yeah, all of the JoJo characters and stands are <clears throat> references to to metal and rock. Yeah. So obviously yeah. like Queen and Kira Queen, doom, you doom, know. Doom. Dynamite with the laser beam. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um yeah, yeah. It's cool. All right, Danny, number 5. All right, my number 5, I picked um Akito Soma who's the head of the Soma family. Um, yeah, when you put this down, I was like, oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think <clears> of like, yeah, anime I, I like re- this. I really wanted to like at least put one character that is is a villain, but they're not like a killer per se. Um, they're more of like, like psychologically, mentally abusive to people. And I, and I always feel He's like manipulative. that's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um On top and of what I mean you say, but yeah. the law lo- the more now that we have this new um fruits basket, they're obviously going to go into a keto story and How does Fruits th- Basket have an enemy? <clears throat> Wasn't that show just wholesome? No. Oh no way, dude. No. Never mind. There's, like I only watch like two goes, episodes. It go it, <laughs> maybe you should watch it. And find out, you fucking asshole. <laughs> God. I, <tried. laughs> I gave it the old Nick try. Anyway. And besides, I didn't interrupt you while you were talking about your bullshit. Sorry. I'm interrupting. Because it's a conversation. It's a podcast. Wait, no, she said interrupter. In I'm insulted that you didn't interrupt me. <laughs> Cause I never watched JoJo, so I well, I ask a question. have nothing to relate to it. All right, make, make All a right, make let, a make, let, make okay, a inflammatory no comment. <laughs> no more interrupting, Danny. Let her go. There ahead. goes my Dannyism. Interrupting. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm having back flashes. <laughs> Where's James Camry? <laughs> that should have been your director. <laughs> okay sorry go ahead danny we're sorry um uh but yeah no i wanted to pick someone who who was more of like mentally abusive and and a little bit more physical um akito does like hit a lot of the soma soma members um but now that we have like as I was saying, now that we have the new um, version of Fruits Basket, they'll go into more Akito's story and why um, Akito is so abusive and where it where it was rooted. So, because um, in the manga they they definitely go go into that, and you find out something that I'm not going to say because it's a major spoiler. So. Yeah, we're going to do light spoilers today because we kind of have to. Because, like, the villains have a lot to do with plots. But yeah, yeah. We're not going to be like, this villain kills this character at this episode. Like, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Akito is, is number five for me. Because, I mean, they never really kill anyone, per se. They, they... No, that's a spoiler right there, Danny. 
Now I know I mean, they don't kill anyone. I'm just going to be relaxed the whole time. Where's the stakes? <laughs> there are. You. There are. Because he's got, like... I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, but he's got way more power than, like, it, it originally puts out. But, like, when you realize how much power he has over the Soma family, it's, like, it's fucked Well, up. because he's the head of the family and he's cursed. <clears throat> he's the god of the Zodiac family. Yeah, yeah. And that's not really much of a spoiler because you learn you learn that from like the beginning. Yeah. So but yeah. Akito is my number five. Number five? Uh my five. number f- my number four <laughs> Wait, I fucking I closed my show sheet because I was I thought it was something else and then we were laughing at interrupting and shit. Okay, hold it's on. It's Voldemort, remember? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, he he has no nose like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Okay, dude, number four, number four. I and this is like my only. Well, I technically I got like two shonen guys on here, but this is like he. I I literally only put him because he's like. Okay, I put Cell from Dragon Ball Z because like I was gonna put Garo from One Punch Man. But Cell is, like, the OG Dude, Cell's version. way better than Garo. Cell's way better. Because, like, Garo wants to be a monster. That's his whole thing. He, he doesn't have any other motive than to just to be a fucking beast at fighting people. And that, I was like, what? but there's got to be a villain who's like that somewhere else. And Cell is like that. He is exactly like that. So, like, he was... Dude, he, he tanks was, fucking Vegeta's, uh, what do you call it? Final Flash. Final Flash. He tanked yeah. that shit, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, he was Just made type by that Dark... into YouTube. That's, like, the most epic scene. It is super epic. Like, Cell's arc You gotta arc go the, the is... English version with the Bruce Faulkner soundtrack. That's the only way to watch it. Cell's arc is, like, probably one of the most epic in Dragon Ball Z, in my opinion. I think that's that's not even, like, a... That's not even, like, an unpopular opinion. That's, like, that's like universal. Like, a lot of people think that. And it's it's there's a reason why. And Dr. Zero created Cell to be... He bioengineered him to be, like, this ever-evolving Cell. And the Cells are programmed or engineered to have Cells from, like, Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, and everything like that. And then any other data that is accrued by 17 and 18, he is supposed to absorb them to and then become, like, the perfect fighter. And that's what he does. And it's just, like, when he becomes perfect in his perfect form, people be tripping. And they're like, we can't beat them. So they go, they, they literally have to go into a time altering chamber where one. Oh yeah. The hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I'm, I might be fucking this up because I don't remember. Chamber. I don't exactly remember what it is. I think it's like one hour is like one year in there or some shit like that. Or one day is one year. They literally. Yeah. Something like that. A cell agrees to like, wait, he, he builds a stadium and goes, I created the cell games. And he because gets, he has he has DNA of the Saiyans, and the Saiyans just want to fight. Yeah, and so he starts becoming more and more kind of like his 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 programming or his bioengineered programming is supposed to be like kill everyone, destroy the world, take over the universe. But he starts becoming so drunk and insane with like all the power and perfect like shit in his body that he literally just wants to fight bitches. So he builds a stadium and he literally posts up for a week waiting for someone to run the fade on him. And by post up, I mean he literally just stands there 
for a week. He doesn't eat, do, poop, sleep, say nothing. He literally just stands there. Like, he's just with his arms crossed, like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like in his wiki profile. Yeah. <laughs> That's him literally just standing there waiting for someone to run the fade on him. And, like, um, he he allows Goku, Vegeta, and Gohan and Trunks to go into the chamber and do all that to, to get as strong as they possibly can. So when he does fight them, it'll be somewhat fun for him. And that's like, oh, that is some villainy ass shit. So yeah, Cell, dude. Love Cell. That's my number four. For show. Yo, Cell is legit, man. Cell is legit. All right, my number four is another shonen character, Taguro from Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, man. And, yeah, dude, Taguro, there's a Super Eye Patch Wolf does a good video on him. So does Alexander. They talk about, like, what makes him kind of a conflicted, tragic hero. Well, not hero, tragic villain. Because Taguro is, he's basically the big bad guy in the one of the first arcs of, of the Dark Tournament arc of uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. And he, he he's kind of, like, muscle for hire. He works for these, like, evil, like, uh, bosses. And, you know, they pay him money to, to do these these uh these bad you know these what do you call them criminal jobs and stuff but he's he's extremely strong and his whole his whole character arc in Yu Hakusho is just it's just fascinating and it's it's actually really sad too like the way it ends and like what you learn about him later on um, oh, yeah. because yeah you learn about his past how like this one tragic event like uh it kind of pushed him to to uh to run away from from pain and weakness. So he, the only thing he want he seeks is strength. And that's kind of his, like the word to describe him is w- one of them is probably like strength. And because that's, that's all he wants is he just wants strength to, to, to compensate for that. So he, he, he's ultimately though, he is seeking defeat by Yusuke in battle. Like he, he, he wants strength, but he also wants to be defeated because he knows how bad of a person he is. So in the in the dark tournament arc, he and Yusuke, you know, they battled out, and and you learn about his past with Genkai. That's Yusuke's mentor, and it's it's actually it's like it's really um, it's he's like he's really humanized as like a character. He's not just pure evil. He's not, you know, again, he's not like Dio or you know some generic villain like Biba from fucking <laughs> Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. He's not like that. He's he's very well rounded, and then. Um, Plus his character design looks fucking awesome, dude. He's like he's like this ultimate like eighties style muscle man with sunglasses, and never wears a shirt. <laughs> he's just like huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he's he, super intimidating. He achieves this like these different forms of muscle that like come out of his body and A carapace he, of muscle. Yeah, it looks it looks fucking disgusting. But that like when vein he, that vein that pops out of his like clavicle. Yeah, his yeah. Collarbone area. It's like his collarbone gets m- its own muscle or something. Yeah. yeah, his bones get like more bones or something. Yeah, <laughs> his crazy. bones get more bones. But like, yeah, even even you even see him like later on after his arc and shit, and he's like going to, he's like going to hell. And he's like, no, nah, I know what I did. He's like honorable in that. Weird yeah. Well, he, fucking, yeah. The what is way. it? Um, the king. The 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 what's his name? The baby. King, I forgot his name. Quenma. Yeah, Quenma, he's like, yo, you don't have to go to hell. We we did you know, we figured out that you you know, you 
you can go here instead. And he's like, no, this is my this is my atonement. I have to do this. Cause so he's he purposely goes to hell and like you know says goodbyes to Genkai and and all of them. And like the funny thing is like his his glasses kind of, his glasses in a way kind of if you think about it they're they're there to like shield him from from like seeing himself. So they look cool, but they also do that. So there you go. He's got a lot of layers like Shrek. He's an ogre. Yeah, man. <coughs> Taguro, the younger Taguro. He's a very tortured soul and yeah, he's, he's probably tortured. like the, one of the best characters in that show. That's I can, that, that's, I, I, I can agree to that. That's the thing with that with Yu Yu Hakusho. It, it's like it has such great, such a great cast. It does. The villains are really good. Even like the four Saint Beasts in the the beginning, the, the or not the beginning, but the second arc, the Spirit World arc. Like they they don't have a lot of layers like the rest of the villains. Yeah, the, they're pretty basic. The but that's fine. They're pretty basic, but they're still really cool. And like they just get better, I think. But even then, Tagoro is still the best one, I think, for sure. Yeah, Sensui is probably second. Or he, yeah, yeah. Sensui. Arguably, Sensei, dude. The psychics arc. Oh, shit. Uh, all right. Danny, number four. All right. My number four is Naraku from would bang Russia. Him. Say it again. Would bang him. You, you would bang Naraku? Hell yeah, I would. Surprise, I would bang Naraku. Danny picks Inuyasha. <clears throat> Spider Hanyo. Spider Hanyo. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I Naraku. mean... <laughs> Inuyasha has a lot of good villains, like including the movies. The movie um, villains were fucking nuts. Yeah, I the think my personal cool. favorite movie villain would have to be um, fuck. In the second one with the mirror lady. Yeah, I fucking forgot her name already. <laughs> the the, the queen from the, Snow White. Kagur. Kaguya, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, we're not talking about them. Yeah, the castle uh, looking glass. Or whatever. Yes, uh, yeah, not not gonna work here anymore. Anyway, that's right. What? Well. Not gonna work here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I picked Noraku, um, just for nostalgia reasons because he is the main big baddie uh, of the entire show. Um, I hate him. <laughs> like yeah, that's no, he's annoying. pretty much why I picked him <laughs> for number four because the most I hate annoying him. Villain. <laughs> he is an annoying villain. Um he he doesn't like he sends minions to do his dirty work. So And he manipulates other people and he, other teams yeah, he, to like go he, and do his shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So even though he literally has every potential in the world to do it himself, he just right. does, he just does he it. just doesn't want to because he thinks he's superior over everybody, and you know he just the fact that he manipulated Kikyo and Inuyasha to turn against one another is just like, dude, what the hell? What is your motive for this? I don't understand because he, yeah, he did it because jealous. he wanted to, yeah, and yeah. he was jealous, like. Damn, dude, shut the fuck up. God, like, what the <laughs> fuck is your problem? Like, I'm watching Naraku Top 10 Moments English on YouTube. And he is like, he, he like, there's no way to beat him. Like, without yeah. some kind of crazy thing, which I won't say. But, like, he's just, like, unbeatable. Like, and, and when if you watch the series, he literally is like, there's, like, no way. 
Like, how do you, how do you do this? How do you, how do you, how do you do this? I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. The trouble, the trouble I've, I've seen. seen. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, dog. Okay, number three for me after I pee. One, two, three. I put Shar the Red Comet Asnable because from OG villain. The OG villain. Because, and he is, he is a little bit more of like a noble kind of villain. And he, he's not really sadistic or anything like that. Um, but like he believes in the cause of Zeon and they want, you know, Zeon. Zeon! Yeah, they, you know, they, (laughs) they want, they want, uh, political reign on, you know, the universe and shit. And he, does so because of his parents. You know, his parents were were fighting for Zeon and stuff like that. His dad is named uh, Zeon Zum. Zeon Zum. Not going to work here anymore anyway. Not going to work here anymore anyway, yeah. I don't know why you keep saying that. What does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's from it's from uh, Office Space. Oh, yeah. You're like, not here, Nagahasa Pina. Not going to work here anymore anyway. That's right, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I totally forgot about that part. Um, no, dude. Um, Shar Asimov is cool. He's because he's badass. Like he's his his character design is pretty cool. His character design is super cool. Oh yeah, every... it's iconic, dude. There, there's always a Gundam clone of him in one of the yeah, and like pretty much every season of Gundam, somebody with a helmet or a mask on, a mask in some way or like blonde hair, you know. Especially the mask, the mask thing. My face is scarred. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Zex Marquis wears like a mask like that from Gundam Wing. I think he's got. There's like a, a version of him where he wears a mask and helmet thing like that. Um, and he pilots. Originally, he pilots the Zaku Two S, and that mobile suit is strictly built for him to handle inertia and speeds better, because he naturally is just such a good pilot that. If he would to pilot a regular Zaku, he would like he he would break it because he's so naturally gifted as a pilot and maneuvering these heavy mobile suits the way he does, he would break a normal one. Like he would legit break a normal Zaku. So his his every mobile suit that he pilots is built for him, whether it's the Zeong or the, the Zaku two. Does he or, have um the Gundam superpower? What do you call it? A new type? Yeah, he's a new, new type. type. He's a new type, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't um, have a mobile suit that has those those new type things in him until the movie, Shars Counterattack, I think. Um, he might have been the series, but I don't remember. But I know in the movie, Shars Counterattack, his, um, his Sasabi has those capabilities. It even has, like, the little pods thing that you can control you know, telekinetically and shit. But, um, yeah, dude, he's, he's amazing. And he's really honorable. Like he's, he's like, like in the middle of battle, he'll be like, all right, Amaro, you and me. And if people try to interrupt him, he will literally, even if it's his own people, he will kill them. He will be like, nope, this is, this is man to man, pilot to pilot, mobile suit to mobile suit. This is honor. Fuck you. Don't interrupt, or I will literally 
send you to hell. Fuck you. Like, he's got that kind of honor, you know? He will, like, literally defend that, and it's fucking badass. And he just wants to carry on the name of his parents and Zeon, and uh, ultimately that kind of fails. He has scruples. Like, but yeah, Axis, Zeon, Antier, Zeon group, and the Neo Zeon group. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, he's he's amazing. And he was he was nicknamed the Red Comet because of because of that. Because of like well, He's one of the only guys who can go toe to toe with the Gundam pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Gundams are like ultra overpowered. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gundams are yeah, Gundanium alloys. Woo But like, yeah, at the Battle of Loom, uh during the early parts of the one year war, uh he fucking wrecked bitches. And that's why he was nicknamed the the Red Comet. So, hell yeah, dude. Shar Aznable. He's badass. He will die for his cause, but or he will kill you for his cause. Doesn't matter which way. He will even manipulate people if it means that he can get ahead to do what he wants to do. So, it's fucking crazy. He takes advantage of people's emotions and shit. Like, that's he's also just really smart. So, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, All right, it'd number be three. hard to have a dumb villain. Now that, well, now that there's I think Bizarro. Bizarro I, Superman. I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. And Batzaro. Anyway, because what yeah, is their plot that. if they're dumb? It's just like it might as well just be a force of nature then. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway my number three. <laughs> my number three is uh, Light Yagami from Death Note. Yagami. And part of the reason why we differentiated between anti-hero and villain because he starts out as an anti-hero. He he finds the death note. It's a you know it's a notebook you can write. So if you write somebody's name in it and you picture their face, boom, they can die any way you want them to. And you write it in there. And so he starts by killing like the worst criminals that he can think of. And eventually that like catches people's attention and that he starts getting investigated. Or well, Kira starts getting investigated, which is which is the death notes. Uh, Light's like alter, it's like the pen name that he uses when he kills people. And so, yeah, so he starts out as the anti-hero, and then as the series progresses, he turns into a villain, partially out of, like, self-preservation. Actually, that's the main the main reason. <laughs> um, he's, he's like, the, the word to describe him for me is, like, probably calculating, like, cold and calculating. He's, he's very, um, he's, he's very logical with how he, you know, or methodical. Methodical might be a better one. He's very methodical with how he, he, he like, what is it, carries himself and, you know, kills kills his enemies, essentially, or kills even random people just to throw people off his path, off his trail. Because the whole, it's kind of a cat and mouse anime, Death Note. We've all heard of it. You got Light, you got L. L is the uh, investigator. He's like the super genius. He's trying to, he suspects Light, but he can't prove it. So he's trying to catch him. And that's like the first portion of the series. And then later on in the series, there's more characters and L falls further down the path of, of evil and just killing people and manipulating people. So he, he like, he dates uh, this other girl who has a death note. There's multiple death notes in the show. But, um, what was her name again? It was uh, Misa. 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 Yeah. So he, <clears throat> he dates her and basically uses her to, for his purposes. But uh-huh. she doesn't care. She's all like, manipulate me all you want. I still love you. Manipulate me, daddy. 
Yeah. And yeah, dude, it's great. And he's like, he's also like a conventionally like super smart, super attractive guy. So everybody trusts him, you know, because that's how it works. The key thing, the key thing you said here is that he's methodical. Like he'll literally think like he'll be walking down the street or whatever. This is just an example. This doesn't happen. But like he'll be walking down the street and think like, oh, I'm going to go into this restaurant. I'm hungry. It's like, oh, but if I go in there right now, people are going to see this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. And then he'll literally minor alter deci- He'll literally alter minor decisions like that to make sure. Yeah, he's constantly figuring out yeah, how to constantly. not be suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't That's why the, the famous potato chip scene is where he's. Mm-hmm. I'll take a potato chip and eat it. He's writing people's take names. Take a potato chip. Yeah, so, I'm, so I'll post, that, <laughs> post that clip. Post that clip in here. All right, I'll put yeah, that clip in here. Yeah. And the whole like point of that scene was he was he was being he was under surveillance in his home, so he had to like study. And he knew about it. He's he was studying and then also watching the news on like which you know who are the criminals. So he he had like a little mini TV inside of a chip bag. And he, he's, like, watching the TV and then doing his homework, but also writing in the Death Note. So, yeah. He's doing two things at once. And eat it. All right. Number three. Danny. All right. My, my number three is Isabella from Promise Neverland. And... Oh, she yes. Is. She was the, uh, the mother. She's the caretaker, yeah. The mother. Uh... Uh, again, like, I mean, she... Complicated. She, yeah. Like... You're sed- in aura, aura distance. <laughs> <laughs> She's very sadistic, and and you almost kind of feel sorry for her because she had no other choice Uh, so that she doesn't meet the same fate, in a way. Yeah. So... And it's not like she, like, you you don't know. you. Uh, when I was watching the show, I really wasn't sure if she was enjoying it or she was Putting just so. Putting on that face. Yeah, just so dead and so numb inside that she just got used to it. And it's all like, this is my fate. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if she's even, I would, I don't know if I'd even consider her a villain. I don't know she does some it's, pretty fucked up things. It, she does. Like it's that's what's 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 weird about her. And that's what makes her complex. She's like an cool. antagonist. Yeah. Because like yeah. Because like throughout the whole show, she's like she knows that she works for the villains. I guess. So yeah, she's, she's she's kind of a small uh, a lower down villain. She knows that Emma, Norman, and Ray are up to some shit, and so she acts. Like when she's confronting them about it, saying little like whispering little things in their ear, you know. Yeah, she's like she acts very, very sadistic and very like haha. I'm oh, and you. the basic like, plot of steps. Promise Neverland, in case people don't know, you have this orphanage, you know, on this isolated area, and they they find out the the dark truth that the orphans are. You find this out in episode one. Okay, can I just spoil yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. So the orphans are being harvested for for uh, monsters to eat. And yeah. you got the mothers like Isabella who take care of them and also like surveil them to make sure they don't escape. And once once in a while, one of them children is actually taken in to be trained as a mother. So that's what Isabella was. Yeah. So yeah. she was on an orphanage and then she was. Yeah. 
Um, and then they, they like saw her potential like, hey, you are smart enough. Why don't you become a mother? And so she became a sister first and then became right. a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually shows that in like one episode. And that's when you start kind of going, oh, oh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> there's another sign to this character, Yugi boy. Yeah. But and like, that's <laughs> why that's why I kind of like her as a villain. Well, as an antagonist for this show, because while you're watching it, you're just all like, how can she be okay with harvesting orphans for these monsters? Like, where where did, like, what happened to her, really? And then that's when they they went into her little arc and pretty much solved the mystery on why she's the way she is. So I I want to read the manga and see if she's even more sadistic than she is in the anime. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to read it. I don't really. I kind of really don't want to wait for the anime anymore. I like yeah. Just, uh, like, now that I, it's delayed. <laughs> if I get excited for the anime, I'll probably. I mean, I might still get. I'll, I'll probably still watch it. But yeah, no, Isabel. I don't think she's sadistic either. I think she's just intimidating. She there's one part in the show where she does something. But it's not. She doesn't like enjoy it. <laughs> she just yeah. Does, she's she does something like a, to a character to prevent them from escaping. I'll put it that way. That's what I was saying. I think she just puts on that that sadistic looking face just to like intimidate them. Mm-hmm. You know, because she will get in trouble. Like if if you know if these kids get fucked up in some way, she will get in trouble. So she's doing everything she can to scare them and yeah, it's keep like them survival mode. And, yeah, sort of like that's like what Nick said earlier. Yeah, surviving. She's just she's trying to survive, you know. But um, yeah, dude, that's a good one. That's a good pick. All right, uh, number number dose numero two. I put Makoto Shishio from Roni Kenshin. That's a good one. Oh man, <laughs> like I hate that guy too. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I fucking, but I love him so much. From yeah, the zombie design. guy. Yeah, fucking bandage face Johnson. Mummy face Johnson, dude, from his character design to his character, just like he is the most ruthless. Um, and he uses he uses this this sword fighting style that he made that is actually like other people who have learned it or tried to learn it. Like it's been banned, like it's like forbidden and it's called the three secret swords technique. And it uses fire Ign- it, it like it, it uses like he ignites fire with his body and his sword and that's why he's like burned and shit oh my god dude like it's he's so fucking cold-blooded he will do anything in his power to make his regime on kyoto happen and he just <clears throat> he will he will make you think that that your loyalty is is something to him and then he'll turn around and kill you if it means that he can get closer to Kenshin or to whatever it is he's supposed to do. Just like that, like that thing, that Rick James thing, cold blooded <laughs> straight up. I love villains who are just so ruthless and sadistic and fucked up. Like I, it depends on the kind of fucked up. Like if it's the Shishio kind, I'm kind of like, all right, that's badass. If it's my number one kind, then I fucking hate it. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? But like, um. Oh man, he, and he's also like he's on the level of like 
Like, Sal just wanted to be strong and be a monster. Shishio wants to take over the world. Shar Asimo wanted to take over the world. He's like Sal and Shar put together. Because, like, by the, by, like, midway through the fight of, at the ending fight with, with Kenshin, he's having fun. And he's just like, if I die here, like, I don't even care anymore. Like, this is, this is the best part of my regime. I will never think otherwise ever again. And as long as I get to fight this man till the end of time, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I swear to God. If he didn't kill Kenshin by the end of their fight, he would legit let him live just so he could fight him again. That probably would have happened if it went that way. But, like, man, I love Makoto Shishio. So badass. And his he's strong as fuck. He fights literally with fire. He will literally fucking set himself on fire if it means killing you. Like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, starting a, a revolution in the Meiji the Meiji government of, and I think his, his, uh, group or whatever is called the Ju, Ju, Jupan something, the Jupan. Not going to work here Jupan anymore G- anyway. Jupan Katana. Here we go. <laughs> Ain't going to work here anymore anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Um, yeah, dude, that's my number two. Makoto Shishio. I keep thinking you're going to say Makoto Shinkai. <laughs> Makoto Shinkai, dude. Like, this is the best villain. guy. <laughs> He made Koka do that stupid joke for 15 million years. Anyway. Yeah. The Yorn- <laughs> the, the Kimi no Nawa update. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck that, dude. Fuck all that. I'm having anyway. backflashes again. <laughs> PTSD over here. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, number two. Yes. Uh, my number two is Johan Liebert from Monster. The Naoko Johan Monster. Johan Lieberheimer. No. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> he is basically like the next coming of Hitler, except he's not Hitler. He's, he more lurks in the shadows. No, he's Johan Lieberheimer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can at least make it funny, Danny. Like, you're Johan Unterbach. See, that's funny. Yeah, free Unterbach. <laughs> Unfortunately, Monster isn't, like, licensed to stream legally. or And you can't even buy the DVDs for a reasonable price either. So it's like, well, fuck, just pirate it. Anyway, it's kind of like, wow. uh, it's, it's kind of like Katana Gatari. It's, like, in the same ballpark. Okay. You know, you you're gonna have to just pirate this to watch it. At least at the time of this recording, it's worth it though because this show is a masterpiece. Right next to Super Mario, it's a masterpiece. So Johan is like this. He's kind of hit the word to describe him is manipulative and and nihilistic. He's 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 one of those people who just doesn't have any connection to the world and to like he doesn't have like a purpose. He doesn't enjoy life. So he does things to bring everybody to his level of of nihilism. Like he he's not actually very strong. He doesn't have any superpowers. He doesn't the only thing he can do is like is bring out the darkness in people. That's like that's what he does. And he's kind of like jaws where like you don't see him very much, but when you do it's like oh shit. And um yeah, so like the basic the basic gist of it is at, at the beginning of Monster you have Dr. Tenma. He's He's this doctor. He he's a, he's a famous surgeon, and they the hospital asks him to. Oh, it's like oh, we need you to operate on the mayor 
And then Tenma's like, no, I'm going to operate on this kid because he was here first. And the kid turns out to be Johan. And he had his... Uh, Damn. So, yeah, Johan was like, he was shot in the head. You learn why he was shot in the head later. And it's like, oh, shit, that's why he was shot in the head. <laughs> I don't want to spoil exactly what happens. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, So the reasons why he was shot in the head. And then he, he's, he's saved by the Dr. Tenma at the expense of Tenma's career because, like, the hospital, you know, they wanted to get political favors. So they had him... They're like, oh, you're going to work on this person instead, but he he refuses. So he saves Johan. Johan grows up to be this, this like, basically a monster. He's, like, bringing out the monster of people. That's, like, his whole thing. So that's why he's, like, he's, like, super in, – he's, he's insidious. Insidious might even be a better word because he, 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 like, manipulates everybody else to, like, change society and, and just burn it all down because that's what he wants. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of, like, his gist. Crazy that's, dude. That's crazy dude. That's some crazy shit. I he's never like seen the that. he's like the most psychological villain on on my list, definitely. Yeah. Attacks the mind, attacks the heart, goes right for it. Shit. Alright, Danny, what's your number two? My number two is Light Yagami. Oh, okay. From Death Note. Oh yes. Yes. Um pretty much just like a little bit similar to to what Nick said earlier, um, you know, Light, he's an anti-hero, anti-hero who just became out, uh, to become a pure-ass villain in the end. Um, the reason why he's my number two is because he's actually the main character. You're following a bad guy. It's not like Death Note is a show and you follow, and you follow L around. Although that probably would have been really cool too, but mm. yeah. <laughs> um, there was a live action L movie where it was just following L around, and I think like it did really well. But yeah, it wasn't you do based get to anything. like see their thoughts though. You still get to see what L's thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway. I mean, this is just one of the few shows that actually follows a villain per se. Which is, it, it's it's definitely a refresher, um, especially when you want, like, some twisted shit going on. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Death Note is, definitely has a lot of twists and turns. And a lot of characters that you can hate. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to be mad at someone, definitely watch this show. Because you'll, you'll hate a lot of characters. I know yeah. I did. Yeah, pretty much know, it's just Ellen Light who are the who are the best ones by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> Ryuk is is pretty fun. Yeah. He's I mean, interesting. A lot of the characters are fine and like they make sense, but they just don't compare. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah. Light is my number two. Okay, my number one is my number one is Kube from Madorno Bongiorno. <laughs> That's why I was Major- laughing. You fucking yeah, typed out Madorno Bajorno. Poya Magi Madoka Magica is uh, from Cube from Madoka Magica. Uh, God, I hate mm-hmm. that thing. This is I mean yeah, it's I'm gonna spoil, but like I'll try my best not What's to. That's the word really that it hard. always uses. Entropy. That's it. Yeah. It's so, for the greater good. <laughs> so basically, Kubey appears in like the beginning of the show, and he says, "I, in ex- I'll, I'll grant you a wish, whatever, literally whatever you want, but all you have to do is become a magical girl and fight witches." And 
girls fall for it and they do it and their wish is granted whatever that wish is and then um you realize that the reason that he wants them to hunt wishes witches is because the more they do it the more their soul grieves and when that soul is fully grieved and becomes fully like just hardened in darkness then Kyube will harvest it for energy for his people. Yeah, so the more witches they fight, the closer they are to death. Is that how that goes? Yeah, like every time they fight a witch. I forget exactly how it works. (laughs) I've seen it. It's been a while since I watched Monica. The more they fight witches, the more their soul grieves. But then why do they have to fight witches? There's a reason they have to fight them too, right? Yeah, It's what makes their soul grieve. Like going into the going into the witchy world, it like oh they don't it know that, that it's doing they don't they don't know, know that, that. It's, they're basically getting harvested kind of like uh, yeah. promised neverland yeah yeah, yeah. and actually <laughs> I, I say he when Cuba is actually genderless like everyone of their people is genderless but like they they they're this weird fucking creature and they don't have any emotion at all they don't care they literally just go to this planet talk to the the girls, the high school girls, and and say, hey, we're going to do this thing. And, like, it's fucking weird when you think about it, right? Because people have, like, theories about it. Like, oh, what if Kyube went to some other planet where the people look different and instead of turning them into magical girls, they turn them into some kind of, like, different kind of soldier that fights witches or something. It's just that Kyube happened to go to Japan and magical girls were, like, a thing. You know what I mean? So that that's what they did, you know? But like I don't know. Either way, by by the end of it, when they're like explaining this shit, Cubey's like little—it's like this little cute bunny cat thing, right? The look on their face is actually—you think they're cute, and then when all of this is revealed, you realize how empty and emotionless the face of this cute little creature is, and it's really disturbing. Yeah, he's and an incubator. Yeah, he's they they. they is what they call an incubator and he incubates these soul gems until they're fully incubated and then he harvests them for energy for their people that's that's literally what it is and these little girls these girls that are becoming magical girls don't, don't know that know. yeah and by the time they do know it they're dead they're gone spoilers they're, for monica <laughs> their their souls are gone they're tortured kind of big it's kind of big spoilers actually <laughs> yeah so yeah i, I, shows, I told you i mean everybody's seen monica by now right I've told sort y'all. Of. I've told, but I've told it's, y'all it's, about spoilers. That's not the reason the show is good, though. The reason it, it's how they do it. Yeah. And yeah. that's not all the spo- That's only some of them. You know, it's not specific events. But it's it's fucking, it's crazy, man. It, that it, to, to prey on innocence and then just emotionlessly, like, manipulate it is unfathomable to me. To this day, I, like, anything that just hurts innocence for the sake of hurting it or for whatever kind of fucking stupid fucked up benefit to me is just fucked up and it it, it i can see cubase like face in my mind even not looking at the page i have open right now and it's just like so blank and empty and that is just disturbing that's more disturbing than a yandere smile to me like it's just like i love yandere's man yandere's are cool but like that is fucking no go away like fuck all that nonsense. Sam, if Cube came came to you right now, what would you do? Well, nothing. There's nothing I could do because it literally can generate a, regenerate its body. 
If I cut just off don't that make a deal head, with it. I would, yeah, I would just be like, go to, go somewhere else. Go, go. There, Please you know leave. What? There's this guy I know that is not that far from me. I'll drive you over there. His name is Nick. <laughs> and like, <laughs> He'll do what you want. Well, I'll make a deal. I'll make a deal. I need that. Yeah. Uh, I need more Nendos. Howie Mandel comes in. <laughs> Let's make a deal. I need that Lily uh, Nendo. <laughs> the Lily Nendo, dude. Um, I need more Nendos. Speaking of speaking of which, uh, right stuff birthday sales going on. Anyway, wow, Nick number major one major plug, <laughs> major plug. Yeah, we don't know sponsor. Huh? Uh, Nick, what do you got for number one? All right, my number one is Griffith from Berserk. Surprise, that's surprise. A good, that's a that's a good one. That's a good that, that's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you John Candy now or something? Or I'm John Candy. Else? Um, yeah, Griffith, dude. I'd fuck he him. Is so here's the thing. He's he's like all these other villains. He's, like he's too a, pretty to be. He's a, a pretty. He's a good looking guy. Oh, so is Johan. So is Light. Light and Johan are pretty. Taguro's not very pretty. He's kind of he's kind of bulky. <laughs> yeah, Taguro's. Yeah, Kai saw something in him. Kira's okay. Well, that's when he was younger and not all fucked up. But yeah, Griffith. So he is the leader of the Band of the Hawk. And it's Berserk is like this medieval style uh fantasy show it's a dark fantasy and you know griffith is the leader of the band of the hawk they're a mercenary gang they fight for these different kingdoms i think they fight for midland or something and um you know they, they're joined by uh he he recruits guts and casca and all these other characters to to help fight and his 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 ultimate impossible dream is to be is to be <coughs> like king right is to basically rule the world uh, but he wants you know he thinks that he wants to be a good king and everything and but like you learn later on that like as the show goes on he's <laughs> you see like the real cost of his dream it's like just him standing you know on a pile of skulls and bodies like that's the only way he can achieve that so like his the 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 the, the key word for griffith is ambition he's too ambitious he he will stop at nothing to to get to his dream and if you think about it, he never should have even tried to do that because it, it was impossible. It was literally impossible for him to do that. And <laughs> the only way he could make it happen was uh, was the eclipse. And I, I won't say what it, what the eclipse is, but you'll have to watch Berserk to find that out. <clears throat> but, yeah, the ending of Berserk especially, you find out why Griffith is my number one villain. <laughs> oh, I think, Sam, you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch it until you finally told me to watch it, but, yeah. Fucking I'm talking about the 1997 Berserk yeah. anime specifically, yeah. not the new ones because those meow, take, meow, well, those meow, take meow, place meow, after meow. anyway. Yeah, um, but yeah, and like the cool thing about Griffith is he's actually like he's very charismatic and he's a great warrior and a great leader and like he's pretty likable and everything. People and, listen to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like kind of spoiling that he's a villain like by talking about it because you don't necessarily suspect him of being a villain early on. It's it's what he does at the end that that, that just like okay holy shit sure um, yeah he makes a he makes a choice at the end that's uh, definitely is irredeemable. <laughs> no, Wasn't it yeah, a no, really no. spiteful choice? No, he did it out of spite? No, not at all. I think it was oh. no. He he was it was just <laughs> for himself really. <laughs> he was all in. Yeah, he was in that bitch. He was in there. That's pretty much like he had to have done that. He had to make that choice if he wanted to get his dream. That's the only thing he could have done. So, yeah. yeah. Griffith. 
All right, Danny. Number one. All right, my number one, again, just out of pure nostalgia, is Queen Beryl. Yeah. From the, what? From Sailor Moon. Danny, you have to describe it. Not everybody knows who that is. <laughs> what do you mean? Everyone should know Queen Beryl. <laughs> Not everybody does know. You're right. Yeah, you're right. the whitey, the whiteies don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Queen Beryl, the first uh, main antagonist in the first arc of Sailor Moon. Um, I've all, I, I was talking to Sam about it, and I had a really hard time trying to pick my number one, and because there. There are honestly a lot of good villains out there. But, I mean, they're not... I wouldn't say I would put them at in my number one slot. Because whenever I do watch a show and there is a villain, I typically root for the hero to begin with. I don't really care for the villains. I just want them to be gone and defeated. And, yeah... So, but Queen Beryl, she was in my childhood, so, and she, her design alone, especially in the 90s, um, is, is very, you don't really see it too much, even though she has, like, the dark colors, especially with her dress, but her hair is just, like, this fiery red, and also, she has a lot of really funny lines, especially in the, the, in the original, uh, dub cast very very dumb and very campy lines especially yeah. when she's yelling at people <laughs> so, you haven't yeah. seen the last of me <laughs> <laughs> curse them sailor scouts curse them <laughs> and all she does is just sit on her throne and have her hands out uh hovering around her crystal ball yeah like, she's hmm. a pretty She's a pretty uh, classic villain. She's not like very different from. <laughs> she's she's like very uh, like fundamental villain. Yeah, yeah. She she's your typical like kind of like Disney character. Yeah, she's like an evil, evil Disney queen. queen. Yeah, from like yeah. Snow White or Sleeping Beauty. She's mm-hmm. she kind of looks very, almost similar to them too. She she's like very much like classic tyrannical. Wants to be the queen of everything. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, her like. The drawings for the manga, especially, I kind of is is very awe. Like I like it a lot. I low key want to read the manga. Like literally. I low key want to read the manga too. Don't do I it. Want to rewatch the show. Junichi Sato is the only reason that show was good. <laughs> Nick's ultra hot take. Damn. Oh I'm just God. kidding. <laughs> Shots fired. I'm happy. I like kidding. how in the the wiki page that Danny posted for it was. Like, it, you know, under the, you know, most wiki pages, they have the picture of the character and then it has like full name, birthday, whatever, you know. And then like uh, uh, under a list of crimes, it just says crimes and it just says mass murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, her go- her goal is kind of like stupid. We have a lot of mass murders on our list. Pretty much all of mine are. The original, the original of Sailor Moon. Um, you don't really find out what what led Queen Beryl to be the way she is. Um, well, she's mon- gathering energy for Queen Metalia. Yeah, well, that is like her main goal. 
but how she became the evil Queen Beryl she is, uh, you don't really find find that out in the original. You do find out find out what happened to her um, in Crystal and in the manga. You know, Queen Beryl was in love with Endemion. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we, <laughs> we had a lot of spoilers today, so. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Queen Barrel's the classic. <clears throat> like, she's like. Yeah, she's a definite classic, and, and that's kind of why I, I, I picked her as my number one, so. We're talking about, like, okay, like, we, if we're talking about OG women in general in anime, it's like Queen Barrel, Sailor Moon, Bulma. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we're talking just, like, OG villains in anime that are, like, the icons, like, Queen Barrel's one of them. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. I For really do sure. like Princess, uh, not Princess, Mistress Nine from Sailor Moon um, S. Oh, I haven't gotten mm. that far yet. I've only I watched the first season. <laughs> I barely. Get, the, I, get with the times. I barely remember. I watched Sailor Moon happens. Crystal, so I know, like, I know the yeah, the basic Mistress, plot. Yeah, Mistress Nine is in Sailor Moon Crystal, but they don't really go into. A whole bunch of details on the, it. Yeah, and the, and the reason I'm saying that Junichi Sato made that show good is because in the original you had all this filler and you had all these characters um, with their quirks and their differences and like they you know they were they were just fun characters. But in in Sailor Moon Crystal, they just rush through the plot points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like fuck, yeah. man, they don't feel very different. Yeah. So I also I'm assuming I the manga re- is kind of in between those. Mm. just a little bit yeah and also another great villain from sailor moon is uh sailor galaxy uh galaxia yeah she i i really liked like her design too but again like she's more of an honorable mention for me because i haven't i haven't gotten that far i didn't i didn't watch that like the final season of Sailor Moon with Sailor Galaxia and the Sailor Starlights and everything like that. So sure. But yeah, I um I think that's a good yeah, it's a good time to get into some honorable mentions real quick. Um Oh, I deleted all mine. I already told you oh, mine damn. was uh Kaiba and or Pegasus. Yeah, no, uh um we put Danny put the major from Helsing Ultimate, yeah. Hisoka from Hunter Hunter. Um I was gonna put Hisoka like low key. I just like feel like I needed to watch. Don't forget more. Miriam and That's uh, the, the same the guy from uh, York New. What's his name? Yeah, see I'm just starting York New, so that was the same thing with me. Like I wanted to put Hisoka on my list, but I haven't I haven't really gotten to why he's so evil like i know he's a bad guy obviously but i haven't gotten that far in hunter hunter yeah, that's to why see. i didn't <clears throat> so um i was also thinking of like i was also thinking of zex marquise and like trays from gundam wing but gundam wing is just so whatever yeah and then i also thought of master asia from g gundam lady um, lady ua lady ua dude yeah from uh card captors or dude. not card captors uh, sorry, I was thinking of UA, but uh, from, from Gundam uh, Wing, the, the girl Gundam with Wing. the the braid buns. She's badass, dude. She is badass. She's <laughs> badass. Um, 
I wanted to put some characters from Naruto, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know. I did too. But here's the thing. I haven't seen every episode. I've only seen like the first like 40-some, and then I've seen like the first 40-some of Shippuden. But I, I legit, will, and I know what happens, and that's how I know. But I legit wanted to put Madara Uchiha so bad. Like, oh, I love Madara. He's... Oh! <laughs> I was so going to put Emperor Pilaf from Dragon Ball. Because he's funny. Amber Pia- Dude, I, you know what? I should have put Team Rocket. Should have did Team Rocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my Team God. Rocket's, <laughs> Team Rocket's a meme. Giovanni in, like, the original, like, I guess in the original Red and Blue story, like, he realizes that he's a clown and he, like, you know, leaves. But, like, I don't even know what Giovanni's deal is in the anime anymore. What his What his latest thing in the anime is. I don't, I don't even know, know what that is. He's, He's Ash's I know dad. I don't right? like him. In <laughs> people have theorized that that's who he yeah. is. No, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Maybe shit. <laughs> but like, yeah. Paying or, child support to Pallet Town. If I were to choose a villain from Pokemon, it would easily be, um, it would easily be N from Team Plasma. I think they're called. I don't know, dude. I, I know. haven't got that far. <laughs> or it'd be Guzma. It'd be Guzma from Team Skull because the Team Skull gang, they literally just walk around waving their arms up and down like like they're rapping even though they're not. <laughs> and they walk down. They walk the whole way doing that. It's amazing. But anyway, yeah. Some, no, some my list is, oh, Darth my Vi- list is perfect, though. Just saying. I don't my number one was going to be Darth Vader, but I couldn't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, he was in... He was in Daikon 4, the animation. Daikon 4 <laughs> for a quarter of a second. <clears throat> Daikon 4, the animation, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Or, I yeah, I, I also would have put, like, I was going to put Overhaul also from My Hero because, like, what he did to, you know, um, I forgot her fucking name already, the little girl, his daughter, what he did to her. Because, you know, if you can do that shit to your own child, you some kind of fucked up, you know? Um, no, 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 no. The most fucked up father is Oh, yeah, Shao, Shao Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. Fuck yeah. that guy. Hashtag Fuck Tucker's a fucker. So, <laughs> I, I, I low-key was going to put Shao Tucker, too, but I just... Why he, not, he was dude? A, He's not, like, the main yeah. villain. I it, Because the reason why I didn't is because I think that's literally everybody in the anime community's number one. Like, well, <laughs> literally he's, like, the everyone's. most evil character, kind of. One of them. It's... It, it's universal, so I wanted these lists to be personal, and Shao Tucker yeah. is like universally number. He's he's public enemy number one in the anime community. He, so I didn't worst, want to put that. He's worst boy. He's he's the uh, the first seed right there. <laughs> Absolutely god tier worst boy, like legit. Fuck yeah, that guy. You do that shit to your own kids, man. Fuck you. Big brother. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Stop it. I hate PTSD right now. No. <laughs> no. Um, all right, man. Let us know who some of your favorite villains are. Let us know if we missed any. Let us know um, how good my list was. Let us know how good Nick's list was. Okay. Because holy um, shit, let us know I'm just gazing if you hated it. Nick's list. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would change on my list is like, I would put Kaiba on there because he's a meme. <laughs> I think he's funny. Nice. Dude. So yeah. nice. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for listening every week. You guys are amazing. And the three of us are excited to uh, be doing some cool stuff in the near future. I'm not going to say anything out about it right now. 
But where one of those cool things is AnatubeCon 2020, which is coming up in a couple weekends. So be on the lookout for that. Follow the Twitter, AnatubeCon, at AnatubeCon, okay? We're doing that with some other uh, creators. I think For Neverworld is going to be on a panel, too. So that's super crazy. Um, and then thank you for those of you who are patrons. I love you guys. That being said, uh, I've been Sam, Danny, and Nick. And this has been the Anime Summit Podcast, Yugi Boy. Yugi Boy. <laughs> Yugi Boy. <laughs>